What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. On today's show, we are going to talk about the most important thing in your real estate business. If you want to do deals, you have to do this consistently over and over and over again. We're jumping into the Get Into Action series, and today's episode is going to be on the one thing that you must do consistently in order to get more deals and have a thriving business. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. I flipped my first house in 2013. And uh, I was buying rental properties before then, like onesie twosies. I had two rental houses. I had just renovated a thousand square foot basement. And I found a property on a auction website. I was working with the realtor, same realtor that helped me find my rental property that I lived in in Maryland. She helped me find my first rental property, which was a short sale that I bought and finished a thousand square foot basement in Maryland. And then I was buying a second rental property and she helped me find it on the MLS. It was actually on an auction website and I bought it. And she told me that if I fixed it up, I would be able to make a bunch of money by selling it as a flip. She wanted the second commission. I'm thankful and grateful to her because I'll always remember that Wanda, Wanda, if you ever listen to this, thank you, because that got me into the game of flipping houses. And I became a flipper after that. After that, the next year I flipped another one. And then after that, I joined Seven Figure Flipping and flipped a ton of houses. But it wasn't smooth sailing and it wasn't easy uh, in the beginning. So what I, today, what I want to talk to you about is the one thing that really changed the game for me so that I could grow my business. So I was doing one house a year for a couple of years. And then I did 67 houses, then 135, then 187. Now, they weren't all flips. There was about 80% wholesale deals, 20% flips. But I was a flipper in the beginning. And this, this law, this concept is universal across the board. But I want to tell you a story to get you set up to see where my mindset was and what I was thinking about at that time. In uh, 2015, it's really when I started trying to do more than a couple deals. I really tried to start scaling my business. This is before I joined Seven Figure Flipping. I was trying to figure it out. I was on free forums. I was reading some books. I was just trying to understand what, um, what successful real estate investors were doing. And um, everybody says that the information is all over. It was all kind of like blurry. It wasn't obvious. I had, to, I had a bunch of puzzle pieces, but I didn't know how to put the puzzle together. But at the time, I thought I was doing the right thing. I was sending out some mailers. I had some actually like handwritten mailers that I had somebody else doing. Uh, I wasn't very confident in my skill set. I wasn't confident in my ability. I wasn't confident in, my, in being able to run the right numbers and things like that. But I was out there kind of doing things, right? It was this is into the action series. So I was taking action. I was getting out there and I, I, was, I was busy. I was trying to be busy thinking that that was action. And um, I wasn't necessarily tracking everything that I was doing. I was just doing a lot. I was just doing stuff, right? And that might be where you are right now. You might be throwing stuff out the wall and hoping that it sticks and not being very consistent and um, consistently doing stuff, but not consistently doing the right stuff and not knowing what the right stuff is. And that's where I was. Um, I, I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately of where I was as I built my business and a lot of stories are coming to light where we're building out stories. We're building out, um, we're building out my past and my history to hopefully help you guys help you with some of my social media content, some of the podcasts and things that we're putting out. 
So at that time, I was uh, I was I had moved to Pensacola and I was sending out mailers, and I was um, I was sending out mailers. I was getting some leads, like getting people calling me. This was end of 2015. Now we're early 2016. I was just I was running numbers. I was running deals. I was still flying full time, 10, 12 hours a day. Running my like uh, my, my W two income was flying airplanes for the Navy. So uh, what I realized is I was going to look at properties on my time. So m- maybe like mornings or weekends, mornings, evenings, or weekends when I wasn't flying. And I was kind of picky and choosy about what I would go look at and definitely wasn't making offers. I was really just like underwriting them. I, I even remember going to a couple houses in Pace, Florida, just outside Pensacola that were pretty good leads. One was a hoarder house. Another one was just an older house. And I just, I just didn't know how to, how to analyze it right. I didn't know, I wasn't confident in my numbers. And I just, I was like, I don't even, I can't even make an offer on this house. Like, I don't even know if I can buy this house. And my only exit strategy at the time was flipping. And these wasn't in an area that would have been a great flip. So I just didn't make offers. And in fact, what I remember is at that time, I was driving a bunch of leads. I joined seven figure flipping. I started doing direct mail marketing. I was getting a lot of leads, but none of them, I was still a house flipper, right? I was flipping houses. That was my plan. And I was getting a lot of houses that didn't fit my criteria. So I wasn't making offers on them because I had no exit strategy on the back end other than flipping. And if they weren't good flips, they were more rental properties. What I did was I started referring those leads to another wholesaler in the area. So I started giving away my leads in hopes that they would close the deal and pay me a referral fee. Uh, huge mistake, um, for sure. And it actually uh, ended up having me build my wholesale business because of that. Because I, I looked at it like a fishing net. Like I had this, I was casting this big fishing net and all of these random fish were coming up. Maybe I was looking for like tuna, but I was getting all kinds of different fish that I couldn't, I couldn't eat or sell or do anything with. And uh, when I realized that these other wholesalers weren't going to close these deals, I figured I needed to. And so I started building a wholesaling business with while I could still flip houses. And then we transitioned primarily to purely wholesale uh, revenue for a long time. But there was one thing that, that I realized when I was doing it myself, it was few and far between. I'd analyze these properties. I'd analyze the numbers. I'd look at it all. And I wouldn't make an offer on some houses. Or I would, I would, it would like a three or four days would go by and I wouldn't call back the seller. And then at that point I was like embarrassed. And so I just decided to like put that lead at the bottom of the list and not call them back ever. You know, when like your friend calls and you'll call him for three days and five days and a week. And then you're like, you know what? I can't call him now. And you just don't call him back. Uh, It's kind of like what I was doing. I wasn't running a great business and I I wasn't doing the one thing that I needed to do. Um, So I hired a lead intake manager. So my story is I was, I was doing it myself, having like no traction. I hired my first person, which is like, her name was Didi. She was admin Uh, lead intake. She ran the CRM. She did some bookkeeping for me and things like that. Hired her and then had her filter the leads. So she was answering the phone, which is something I hated to do and didn't like to do. She was answering the phone. I was, I was, so I'd get on the, she, she'd run the leads and then she would team me up for the appointment. I'd go on the appointment. It was like weekends and times that I was available. So I had her really filter the leads down and go on those appointments. Um, But I wasn't, I wasn't good at like following up, making offers. Uh, It was few and far between. And then I hired a salesperson. So I hired an acquisitions person to come in. And when she came in, that changed everything. And the reason it changed everything is because she made an offer on every single house she went to look at. She made a ton of offers. And this is the, this is the game. This is it. The number one thing to track is how many offers have you made this week. If you want to do deals, 
How many offers have you made this week? So if you're analyzing a property and running the numbers and you come to a conclusion of this is what I can buy the house for, you need to make that offer. I wasn't doing that before. I would go to a house, I would run the numbers, I'd be like, I don't know if I can buy this. I, I might even call the seller and say, hey, I'm sorry, but this house isn't gonna fit my criteria. Um, can I pass it on to a retail agent? Can I pass it on to somebody else? Things like that. Um, it was a huge mistake. Looking back, if I had been doing that on my own, I would have seen success way faster. I mean, I'm talking years, years, guys. For four and a half months, we didn't do a deal when I was building my team and hiring and, and spending money. It was because I didn't have that salesperson. I got that salesperson about four months in and four and a half months in is when we did our first deal and started really starting to grow and scale the business because she was making a ton of offers. She was making 10, 15 offers a week. If you make 10 or 15 offers a week, you're getting a deal. I promise you that. I promise you. If you make more offers, you'll get more deals. That's just how it works. And so um, that was it. That's the game. I'll tell you, if we're talking about this, this action, people are constantly saying, anybody from brand new investor to somebody who's experienced right now is consistently finding deals as their challenge. So number one, I'll ask you, are you making enough offers? And if you want to do a deal, you got to back out how many offers you need to make. That's the metric. That's the key. So if you want a certain number of deals, you need to back up to a certain number of accepted contracts that you have because they don't all make it to the final closing, right? And then from there, you got to have uh, how many offers did I make to get those contracts? And then from there, it's how many appointments do I need to set in order to make that many offers? And then it's how many calls do I need to, to, to take? How many leads do I need to get in order to set that many appointments? And then it's how much marketing or how much activity do I need to get that many calls, to get that many appointments, to make that many offers, to get that many deals signed, to get that many deals closed to meet my criteria. It's just a giant funnel. It's a giant funnel. And you can look at it upside down to build it out and then just turn it the other way to pour a bunch of leads and information into it. So making offers is the thing. This is, when I look back, I try to, like, why was I so successful? Why did we grow from doing one house to doing 67 to 135 to 187 and go from there? Like, why were we doing 200 houses a year? The only thing that mattered was how many, how many offers we can make. How many, how many houses can we look at? How many can we analyze? And how many offers can we make? And everything's predicated on that. If we make enough offers, we'll get enough deals. So what I want to do, hopefully I said offers enough. You can go back and count how many times on the show that I've said offers. But this is the thing for you. This is what you have to do. So for you guys, I want you to go out and say, and really analyze, how many offers have I made today? How many offers have I made this week? How many did I make last week? And if you're sitting in a place right now where you're not consistently doing deals, I guarantee it's because you're not making enough offers. And then from there, if you're not making enough offers, you might say, well, I don't have enough houses to analyze. I don't have enough leads to analyze. I don't have enough properties to look at. Well, guess what? That's going to be my next show. Because for you guys, I want to show you how there's properties, there's opportunities everywhere and some different areas to look so you can get leads, you can start looking at and analyzing deals, you start running the numbers and you start making more offers. And I would say, look, if you're not confident making the offer, because like for me, when I was getting started, I was like, I'm not 100% certain on my numbers. I don't know if I'm exactly right. Like imperfect action will always be perfect action. I wish that I just made imperfect action and, and get the contract over the term of the contract, you can start dialing it in tighter. You can start looking and saying, hey, I have this inspection time. I have two weeks, maybe. I have other, if I'm a wholesaler, I have other people coming through that I'm sending this deal out to to get feedback, to figure out, hey, maybe I missed something. Maybe I screwed it up. You know, 
And so that, this is the key. Making offers is the key. And, and you don't need to be 100% certain. You don't, I'm, I'm, I've never been 100% certain about any house that I've ever bought. There's a couple that I'm probably 99% sure on, but I've all, there's always some level of doubt. It's the person that takes imperfect action that will win every time. So please make more offers. I'm like begging you to make more offers right now because the more offers that you make, the more deals you look at, the more, the more, um, the more you send out, the more you push out for um, opportunities for these offers, the more likely you are to get a deal. And so if you're sitting there going, man, our deal flow is just down. It's probably because you're not, you're not looking, you're not analyzing enough, you're not making enough offers. So that's your next step. Make more offers and analyze how many offers did I make last week? How many did I make the week before? How many did I make the week before? And if your deal flow is down, start, go back and look at the data, look at the numbers. In, in the months that you were doing really well, that you have a huge uptick, what was happening? Are you tracking your KPIs? Are you tracking the number of offers? Are you tracking the number of leads? Are you tracking the number of appointments? And just look at that funnel and see what, what it looks like. So for me, this was the big game changer. Um, and I know this will be the game changer for you. So on the next episode, what I'm going to talk about is I'm going to talk about filling your pipeline. I'm going to talk about some different creative strategies and ways that you can find more opportunities and more deals down to right so you can make more offers. So hopefully these two go really well together in this into action series. Number one, I want you to look back and just go into your CRM, go into your database, go into your spreadsheet, go into your post-it notes, whatever you're using right now, and just go make offers on all the houses that you didn't make offers on. Go back to every single house. And if you made an offer on one before and they got denied, go back and make an offer. Follow up with them. See what's going on. There's gold inside your database right now that you can go out and make offers on and get deals. So if the deal flow is low, start there. And then in a couple of days, you'll be able to hear my podcast on how I'm, t I'm telling you right now to fill the pipeline. There's a lot of creative ways that don't cost a lot of money that I'm going to share on the next episode. I hope you got value from this. If you did, like it, subscribe, tell a friend, share a screenshot of it and post it out there. I would love to hear um, what you think and then would love to get a review on iTunes. Have a great day. I'll see you guys on the next show.